Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Let's dive in. I am your host, Ryan Laudermilk. I've been at Microsoft for over a decade. My most recent focus, OKR methodologies and OKR software. Joining me once again is Roger from There Be Giants. And speaking of giants, he's brought one. Uh, Joanna is with us. Joanna's sole responsibility is to train OKR coaches. We literally couldn't have gotten a better expert. Joanna, welcome. Welcome. Thank you very much, Ryan. You bet, Roger. Welcome back. Good to be back, Ryan. Good to be back. So, so let's do this. Uh, we've got you know twenty twenty five minutes to talk about this, and again, we don't have to drain the conversation. If we feel there's more, we can come back. But what we wanted to talk about today is what makes a great OKR coach, Joanna. I'm going to go to you for your top number one idea when you think about what makes a great coach. I think just to some hooks to hang some thoughts on. I think. I think we need to acknowledge, and if this is you listening today, that being an OKR coach is sort of a special position. I would say that um, you're not going to just find these people on every street corner. I think that's fair to say. Um, I'm sorry if that offends you, but um, it's a lonely job. I think that also needs to be said. It's 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 very hard uh, to coach people, uh, to see them um, work with OKRs well, and um and and take them along that journey. It can get messy. People are messy, and so um, I think just just understand that be, that being an OKR coach is hard. And I think you need to have some special gifts. And I think we'll talk a little bit about that as well. So Joanna, when you think about um, creating great OKR coaches, let's start from the beginning. How do how do you go about that? How does uh, There Be Giants go about that? Yeah, I think. The, the one thing that comes to mind always for me, and it's it's the same thing that I say to, to clients who ask as well, it's, to be honest, the, the first thing is somebody that actually wants to be there. Um, you know, there is nothing worse than bringing along people that are being kind of told they need to do this um, and they have no buy-in whatsoever to, to, to what they're actually doing. So I think the, the number one thing is somebody that wants to do it and wants to grow and wants this op- sees it as an opportunity to learn and to, to work with other people. You know, somebody who's naturally quite empowering, wants to work with people. Um, so yeah, I'm going to stop there. But they're, they're, that's the first thing really that comes to mind, somebody that really wants to be there. And that's yeah. what a coach is, right? Like, I, I like, by the way, that how you just said, uh, somebody who likes people. Like, I love that that needs to be a prerequisite. It's like, listen, if, if that's you and you just don't really like people, work on that first. That's side and a separate from this podcast. Go work on that. Um, but yeah, you do, right? Like you need, that's really, uh, that's such a good point. Like you need to have patience, right? Because you are, I mean, that's what you're working with every day is people. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, some people actually, when we work, you know, working with some clients, what they'll do is they'll they'll make it a fun thing, you know, put out like like a little job ad for it, you know, and get people to to go to it and say, yeah, this is why I want to be a coach and really go through that process um, before stepping foot into, to, you know, our OCAR coach program anyway. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's someone as well that can really balance that support. Somebody, somebody said something once in one of the cohorts and it really stuck with me is being that critical friend. So somebody that can mm. be your friend, but is, is really there to um, balance that support and challenge you where you, where they need to. Yeah. Um, Did I drop I love out? What you just, no, no, you're good. You're here, you're here. Uh, present and accounted for. I was just reflecting on what you were saying. 
critical friend. Love that. Stealing that may not give you credit. So just know right off the rip that that may not come back to you. Um, critical friend, accountability. We talk about it all the time here. In fact, it's one of our four superpowers that we use, right? Uh, the four superpowers, focus, um, uh, focus, accountability, tracking, and stretching, right? Or, or excuse me, focus, alignment, tracking, and stretching. The tracking, tracking is where we find our accountability, making sure that we're present each and every week, looking at those OKRs, making sure we know where they're at. And then, like you said, saying, hey, listen, this is two weeks in a row now that this KR hasn't moved. Um, last week, I asked you what the plan was. You said you were going to go and execute it. You didn't. Help me understand. Explain more. Roger, um, the, I want to go back to passion. Uh, and I love what you said, Joanna, about someone who doesn't want to be there. Sure. This is so common. Is it not? I had someone just two weeks ago, someone very high up in Microsoft who's coaching 15,000 people. And they said this in passing. They said... Um, you know, I got kind of voluntold, right? I got kind of thrown into this is I think what the person said. And I thought to myself, my goodness, that wasn't me. Thankfully, I, I did have a passion. I think everyone can tell me I've got a podcast, my goodness. Um, but, but that's very important, Roger, right? Where it's like this yeah. person needs to want it. What have you seen when someone doesn't and they get thrown into this? Mm. Yeah. Um, well, inevitably quite a bit of resistance and skepticism. I think it's fair to say. Um, and, you know, we, we do tend to work with clients to help them identify the right candidates. So it's it's not often that that happens, that we get someone that really doesn't want to do it. I think something that's really important, a really important message that can go out, uh, and we've, we've seen clients use this, is that it's a fantastic development opportunity especially for those that are high potentials mm. and perhaps maybe not quite are in leadership and management yet or maybe are just at the on the first rung but want to start operating more broadly across the organization build up their visibility build up their networking connections not to mention their skills of you know, influencing and and uh, you know and and trying to uh, to work with others when you know you don't have line management responsibility, which arguably is always more challenging. Um, and yeah, so I think there's, I think if it's positioned well, the chances of getting somebody on who you know has been dragged on it rather than who want, actually wants to be there is very slim. Actually, very slim. Curveball. So I love what you just said. They put that thing out there, right? They say, hey, listen, um, we're going to put this out to our principal people, right? So maybe this is just to your point, like, hey, we're going we're gonna to fish from this pond. We're going to say our principal folks, we have an opportunity, unique opportunity here to drive change throughout the organization. And let's just say we get 10 people who are interested, okay? What would be some bad reasons to be interested in this opportunity? Somebody who might think, oh, I want to do this, and I want to do this because, and then we fill in the blanks. Joanna, what would be some bad reasons to want to be an OKR coach? Because they want to control all the OKRs. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Because what, that is something we definitely do not want the coaches doing. The coaches should be there to, to support those working with OKRs and, and to, to allow them to come up with the, 
the ideas, you know, the OKRs themselves and to guide them in that. Um, but yeah, I think if somebody wanted to just have control over the whole thing, I think that would be a really big red flag. Yeah. In other words, to be writing the OKRs for the teams, no. Got it. Yeah, I, that, that didn't... When you said control all the OKRs, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> just writing them for everybody and saying, by the way, this is what we're going to do. And someone's in the back raising their hand going, do we get a say in this? Or is it just... Um, I think when I think about another reason why if, you know, one of these 10 people saw this opportunity, I like what you said about control. And I think it's even past OKRs, right? I think, Roger, you just said it. You have a tremendous amount of influence as an OKR coach. And I don't, I don't even think I realized just how much influence that I would have. I mean, I get together every single week with my people for 15 minutes and that's, I mean, not to sound creepy, it's an intimate time. Oftentimes I might come in and this person is completely on tilt and it's, you know, things aren't going well and I'm more just in listening mode. I think, you know, we could probably skip this week's coaching point. Let's maybe kind of meet this person where they're at um, and maybe help them kind of untangle or kind of think through their thoughts. And I just think that, um, you know, when you think about someone who would might want to take this position, knowing that you have this influence and then maybe weaponizing it or using it for ill will. I don't know if either one of you have got thoughts on that, but influence influence is a tremendous amount. And I think it can be intoxicating, can it not? I mean, is that fair to say? Yeah. yeah. And, and then, like, I was thinking as you were saying that, um, Ryan, there about, you know, one of the other things I see as a, as a role of an OCAR coach, aside all of the, you know, supporting people working with them and all of the different things that we say that a coach should do, the one of the biggest things is being that cheerleader for OKRs, right? And being that person who can champion benefits, why we're using them and getting people excited about them. So actually, if we think about somebody in that, like you just said, that influential, influential position, what if we've got someone that actually goes, right, actually, I just really don't like OKRs. I know I'm going to get into this position. So what I'm going to do is derail the whole thing. You know, I'd, I'd really hope that somebody wouldn't. But again, that would be another really bad reason for somebody mm. to want to be an OKR coach there to kind of derail it all. Yeah, those people are crazy. If that's you, fine. I'm fine to offend you. You are crazy. Uh, it's kind of crazy to watch people like, I just want to watch this thing burn. And you're like, what's wrong with you? Like, we're we're trying to move this company forward and uh, you want to be a fly in the ointment. However, all you know, cheekiness aside, you are going to find folks like that, Joe, and I know you have, where it's like they're having a hard time seeing the benefits, right? Um, I, I had one individual, very senior person. I mean, they've been here for 20 plus years. Um, massive respect for him. And uh, he was struggling. He was struggling. You know, the focus he loved, that was the first superpower. He loved that we all sat down as an XLT and finally came together and said, what are we going to focus on? What are we going to say yes to? And what are we going to say no to? He loved that. He loved that we were aligned. That's the second power that, hey, we're all working together. We got to the third power, tracking, and that's when things got really hard where I continued to tell him that teams that meet on a consistent basis, sometimes just for 15 minutes a week, to talk about the OKRs will outperform those who don't. And um, you know, he just kept coming back to me and saying, that's not a part of our team culture. In fairness, this individual was coaching, um, had basically two teams. Uh, so it was about 25 or 30, um, 30 architects, which is a lot. 
And so it just wasn't a part of their culture. You know, they were about minimum effective dosage. Let's not have a bunch of meetings. Let's write more code. And I can respect all that. But and in, in the end, um, it took me, I think, seven months, seven months of being a resounding gong and continuing to be like, I hear that. I hear that. You know, you might want to look at this. You might want to look at that. Finally, um, they they ended up starting to meet each week and they just saw their performance go through the roof. And he did yeah. good on him. He actually said on our XLT call in front of everybody, um, Ryan was very patient and he took forever and he was absolutely right. Um, I've been married for 21 years. I don't get to hear that very often around here. Um, so I'll take that. I'm going to take that as a win. But you're absolutely right. Galvanizing, cheerleading, really leading folks through that. Roger, I know you must have seen this. There's going to be bad actors. How, how do we handle that? Yeah, uh, bad actors. Um, unfortunately, we're not uh, certainly in the in the in the in the early days when I um when we when I was delivering the coach training before Joe joined us, I wasn't aware of any uh internal saboteurs, uh, concealed saboteurs that that came through. I think where we tend to see saboteurs, and this may be going away from the coaching role, is um uh where you've got skeptical executives. Ooh, yeah, and. I've uh, I'm particularly re- reminded of, um, of of a client that we worked with a few years ago, and the first stage was to um, do a, a, a sort of an initial piece of work to kind of enrol all of the executive team into the idea because one one of them was well and truly up for it and had used used OKRs elsewhere and was saying, come on, guys, you've got to get on board with this. And so we were doing a series of calls with each one of them. Um, and I remember one of them turning around and saying, what do I need OKRs for? I've got my KPIs. I've got my spreadsheets. I don't need anything else. And the way it went with that that client was that in the end, we decided to go slightly differently. And instead of kind of going at executive level, we, we decided to pilot it in in the area that the the guy who was kind of up for it you know was 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 head of and we had that proof of concept and we uh, we and, and actually you know within 6 months the rest of his ex- or or his peers on the executive team were kind of feeling a little bit silly because in front of the CEO they were all stood there looking very much behind the curve, whereas he was able to say, we're focusing on this, we're doing this, we're doing that, our confidence levels are here, we expect to be, and 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 they would, so in the end, the energy completely shifted, and it was like, when are we going to get these? It was all this peering over the garden fence and looking at what, you know, the neighbours were doing, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but that character that said, I've got my spreadsheets, why do I need OKRs, was actually exited from the organization before that OKR implementation came along. You know, so some people will get on board with this. Uh, some people will get on board quickly. Some people will need a bit more time and others are just never going to be comfortable with it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So Joanna, going back to you, mm. we know the opportunity is there. Uh, we talked about our, you know, fictitious 10 people, um, and we kind of talked a little bit about, Hey, why would you want to do this? Um, hopefully again, you're not being voluntold like we like to say around here at Microsoft. Um, and so you say, Hey, I want to do this. I want to get started. 
Now, you could go the route that I went um, and, you know, go and dive into YouTube and go and read some books and you should go and do that. But I actually wanted to talk today a little bit about your guys' coaching certification program. You head that up. You're the director of that. You run it. If And I did have somebody come to me this week um, saying, hey, you mentioned that program. How do I get started? Let's talk about that. How can someone just go to the website, fill in a form and boom, I've got access to Joanna and she's my coach or how does that work? So not quite. That would be, that would be great, but not quite. <laughs> um, so if somebody was interested, yeah, we, we would love to have a maybe a conversation with them about actually joining the program. Now, the program itself, we can be run in multiple different ways. Um, we can either do it in person where we come and actually just run three days um, with a little bit of pre-work, virtual induction, you know, setting up a bit of e-learning um, and then spending some time with those um soon to be coaches to actually give them a chance to, to practice being a coach. So let me just talk a little bit about maybe what would what's involved in the program and then how it actually plays out. So we've spoken today a lot about the different elements of being a coach, um, an OKR coach, and a, a huge part is being a coach, right? So you don't just need to know about the OKR processes or the, the, the you know, things involved in OKRs. We want to be able to get people to really hone in on their coaching skills as well. So we don't just focus on OKR processes. We focus on the facilitation side. We focus on the people skills, the the, the skills that are needed to get people, you know, on board. So the way that it all runs is that we do some e-learning to teach you the fundamentals, really, of our methodology and get that out the way first. Then we look into the psychological safety side. So, you know, how that plays a big part in OKRs. And we do a bit of an introduction to that, introduce different models. Um, not saying that all models are, are true, you know, but some are some are helpful. And then we go into some more e-learning where they can learn all about the OKR coach role, all the different workshops involved, and then actually having some workshops together to then practice running through that. So creating some OKRs based on a case study, running through the process, the transition between cycles and um, the, the retrospectives. And then again, practicing all that people skills. And then at the end, there is an exam that is a scenario based exam that looks at, you know, six questions that looks through everything you've learned from the course. So the integration of those people skills mixed in with the OKR process. Um, and that's how you then receive your OKR certification. And then we have a, you know, a lovely graduation um, to celebrate. And then um, there is some ongoing coaching support as well, where, you know, I'll go back and support. Yeah. Right. And I think, I think I'd also add to that, um, that the course is validated by the Chartered Management Institute. Uh, so, which is a, an institute that's based here in the UK that operates internationally. So there is, so that, you know, they have assessed our materials. They look at the standards that we use when it comes to the examination. So it's not one of these courses that you just get, get a certificate for just for showing up. You actually have to pass the exam at the end of it and you come away with a recognized qualification. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, listening to, Joe describe it it just it fills my heart with joy because I I set up the academy and and trained you know the the the, the cohorts for probably about the first 12 to 18 months back in uh late 2019 
2020. And, um, you know, we've always had that distinction between knowing okay our process and training up as 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 a coach you know building your coaching muscles and your coaching skills because i think that's inherent in the the you know the the history and the roots of our business because we originally started as a coaching business um so it, it was never about just learning how to write an okr and then align them into the next ones above or whatever um but what I think has definitely happened um, hearing how Joe now describes it is that there's, I think the learning experience is far more enriched than it was, you know, Joe's, Joe's a professional, (laughs) a professional in that respect. (laughs) I really admit I'm not. Um, (laughs) And I had, I had a, I had a stab at at getting things started and, you know, it worked, it worked well for for the early stages, but it needed to evolve and it has done. And I think evidence of that are things like, you know, the scenarios that you, you work through and it's a lot more, I think, experiential than it used to be. Um, so, and originally as well, I think this is main, mainly to do with, with perhaps as all, you know, working in lockdown and so on and so forth. Um, the, 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 the method of delivery was a lot more stretched out. It stretched out over about 14 weeks where they, you know, you'd have a couple of hours a week and it was very much drip fed. Whereas now, as Joe said, it's a lot, a lot more condensed with a bit of uh, pre and post work. Um, which clients tend to prefer. Yeah, and it and it's one of those as well where going through the different cohorts, the thing that fills me with joy is that hearing them, you know, everyone that's going through it say, actually, I've not just learned about OKRs, I've not yeah. just learned about coaching, I've learned things that I can actually apply yeah. to my personal life, to, <laughs> my, to my, you know, they're off doing OKRs with their husbands and no, I'm joking but um no you know the, the things like the people skills and they mm. and they people go away and they really reflect and yeah. think about actually yeah I could use this just with my team or just with my co-workers or or wherever so it's it really is a course that's just just, just 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 actually to pick up on your point of mentioning reflect reflection there reflective practice is part of it so when it comes to the examination at the end, there's a part of the examination which requires reflection on on learning and application, and and uh, and, and so, you know, it's a really important skill for a coach to have. So it kind of we we really knit together, you know, the OKRs and the coaching. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I think you know, I was I was thinking of a question when you guys were talking. I go, I wonder what the risk is. When you know enough about OKRs to be dangerous, you know where I'm going with this, right? Where you're, and I and I do run into this, and this is not me being like a jerk, like oh look at you, you know you you know watched a YouTube video, you read a book, and like that's that's the beginning. All of us started that way, so continue, and and that's great to start out there, but there comes a point where it's like you're you know, and and Joanna, I would love your opinion on this. Like you're pretty steeped in the framework, right? You kind of understand, you understand what the point is. I think there's some danger though, when you're, you know enough about OKRs to be dangerous, but you don't have any of that coaching skill. Your thoughts on that, Joanna, what, what you've seen. So, yeah, I, I think it's a really interesting point, actually. I think the, the danger sometimes is that you just go into telling mode and you mm. just tell someone how they should be doing their OKRs, what they should be putting in their OKRs, what they're, you know, everything about their OKRs, instead of actually finding out a little bit more and trying to 
coach them to figure it out for themselves. I think that sometimes is the danger of knowing because I've, I've done it. I have de- I've definitely been there where I've kind of gone into advisory mode rather than and I've had to take a step back. And this is as well where that, as Roger was saying, that reflective practice is so important because after a session or after a, a workshop or whatever, you reflect on that and you think, what was my state there? What was I doing? Hang on a minute. No, I need to go back into this coaching role, which is, a, you know, an, another um yeah, to, to add to Roger's point there. But yeah, I think that's the danger sometimes is you just go into telling mode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the other thing I see is, um, you know, maybe somebody reads a book on a weekend and that's totally fine. Again, not calling anybody out and they sort of come in guns a blazing on Monday and they're like, yo, you know, OKRs are all about this, right? It's about us just basically taking our work and just putting it into an OKR. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm not saying that that's, there's not some truism there, but I think what my folks have learned, I hope they have. So if my folks are listening, I hope this is what we've learned together. But um, we're now, I think, 16 months, 17 months into this journey. And what I like to tell my folks is that OKRs at their rawest, when you get down to the bare metal, is really about human behavior, right? And taking OKRs and helping that person, that team, realize their potential as they work together as a team. And I think, uh, Roger, you and I talked about this a couple weeks ago, which was very influencing to me, um, was it should be transformational. Yeah. Right? It, it, should, it should look like we're doing things that exceed our team's current abilities. And there should be, you know, we should be scared a little bit. Like we could absolutely fail yeah. miserably on this. Right. Um, but that we're pushing, that we're pushing to transform, that we're going into areas that we've never thought were possible and and we're doing it for 12 weeks and then seeing, and then reflecting on that. I think that's for me when, uh, when I got to a spot where I was like, okay, OKRs are super powerful because in the end, again, I've told my folks, it's very simple with what we're doing. We're writing down our goals, how we're going to achieve them, and then we're tracking our progress. Let's not over-romanticize this a bit, right? That's what we're doing. But that is extremely powerful, right, Joanna? Like, I mean, when you write down what you set to do, how you're going to do it and track your progress, I think that's the power of OKRs. You must have seen this, I and mean, you've coached far more people than me, when they have that aha moment, right? Talk a little bit about that. Oh, that's the best moment, I think. That light bulb moment or that aha moment. Um, Because I like, you know, outside of the coaching role, I I do consultancy. And um, there have been times when I've gone back a year later or whatever, and we've done the reset and people have gone on a a retro, you know, massive retrospective of the year and they've gone, wow, okay, Mm. this is what we've achieved in this year. Um. And it's like little things as well where, you know, you can just see even with like writing out, you know, um, asp- you know, if you'd be an aspirational for your key results and thinking actually, yeah, we thought we could do this, but actually this is what we did do. And you, we've pushed ourselves here and it's, um, it is, it's a magical moment. I think it's the one of the best moments seeing, seeing that. Yeah. And uh, Ryan, if I could just come back to your question about dangers. Yeah. I, think, I think the other danger is that when that person comes in on the Monday morning goes, I've read the greatest book in, uh, I've ever read and I want to use this, the danger is they apply it to everything that moves. Mm. And they, they, they fire, the, they fire the, the, the OKR gun like a shotgun at mm. everything and it scatters everywhere rather than firing it like a, a sniper's rifle and focusing it in on the transformational activity. And and so therefore you find OKRs being used for, 
you know, just regular tracking, just regular operational activity, not improving it, just tracking it. And you end up with a beast. And then, you know, three months down the line, people go, remind me again why we did this. Right. Yeah. I think as, as well, I was just thinking before, before I forget, I've got to, I've got to throw it, I've got to chime in with this one. Please. Um, <laughs> it was another excitable moment for me. And um, I was working again with it, with another company, um, like a client who we were going back and we were doing retrospectives on um, a shorter term basis. And actually one of the clients said, you know, due to OKRs in themselves, this this project or this this thing that they're working on actually usually would probably take them, I don't know, six months, six to six to eight months. And they gain progress within a quarter because of the OKR methodology, because of the tracking them, checking in, having their key results. And they were they were amazed by that. They were like, wow, this would usually take us a lot longer. And we've managed to get this in like the space of a few few months. Um, so that's another moment that I think is really quite special when, when you stick to it and you do it, do yeah, it. Acceleration. Acceleration. That's the word I was. That's, that's what it is. About. We see, and I've I've seen that right from the very early days when it was just me working with you know business owners, um, entrepreneurial business owners, where if you you got them to get into that cadence of you know. Setting and, and and tracking quarterly goals instead of working to twelve month ones, and next thing you know, what would take them twelve months was actually only taking them six to nine months. So you started to get that benefit, that speed of execution accelerated. Yeah, mm. we're going to go to final thoughts. I want you guys to have sort of maybe one tip for that individual listening to the to the pod today who says, "I want to do this. I'm scared. Right? I, I want to get started." I think my organization could be changed by this. This person may find themselves in the proverbial mailroom, right? Where they're like, I want to get this started, but I don't know how. Or this person might be middle management, right? Where they're kind of, you know, um, in that middle area. Or it might be that we've got an executive listening today um, who says, you know what? I, I want to take the next step to figure out if this could be right for us. But just to summarize some of the things that we we looked at or we talked about today was... You know, to be a great coach, you have to be passionate um, in a positive way. You have to be uh, someone who wants to be there. Uh, you want to empower individuals. Um, you also have to be willing, and I know that Joanna will attest. You have to be willing to be in the in the backstage. Uh, you're not going to get a lot of accolades for being a coach. Um, you get you are successful when your team is successful, and uh, if they happen to thank you, that's great. If not, um, that's okay as well. Um, it could be the next step of leadership for you. So if you're listening to this today and you're saying, you know what, I'm ready now. This is the time in my career where I perhaps want to be a leader, um, and that you need to be a critical friend. You need to be willing to ask uh, those hard questions, and then hopefully you can be a cheerleader. You know, and and galvanize. Uh, folks, but if if folks are thinking about maybe taking the plunge, uh, Joanna will end with you. Roger, you're thinking. Uh, what what are you thinking? What what should be their next step? Do you want to go first, Joe? Or well, I was actually saving the best for last. But go ahead, Roger. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll, now, I'll, now you've I'll completely messed okay. that up. No, I'm yeah, just joking. No. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. First of all, I'd say um, with the greatest respect to the executive that's listening. Um, Great if you get behind this, but don't become an OKR coach yourself because you haven't got the bandwidth. You know, an OKR coach has to have the time to go and sit 
in teams, you know, with teams and kind of help them learn the process and so on and so forth. And that is not what an executive has time to do. So be realistic. It's great that you might want to put your weight behind it and sponsor it and support it, but don't overstretch yourself. And we've seen that sometimes with, you know, overly eager, overly ambitious, you know, show me an executive that isn't ambitious. Um, uh, that uh, that want to do it and want to be seen to be doing it, but actually they're not the right they're not the right candidates. And the other thing I would say is, it's got to be somebody who gets a kick out of seeing others do well, seeing others grow, others learn, other teams you know evolve. It, it, if if it's someone who gets an intrinsic reward from that, then they're probably made of the right stuff. I always think of, I always think of, this is going to be a really random chime in here. But Perfect always, and on theme for this podcast. So well done. I always think of Gandalf, you know, in Lord of the Rings. I think they're the Gandalf, not the Frodo. That's what I think of. They're the, they're the people, he's the one that's guiding through, but he's not the star of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I always think of as, as a coach. As you said there, it's, it's letting other people take that. that yeah, that you've got to let others shine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think I think I think the the thing for me I I would I would probably end on is thinking about actually what's that what's that story? So where are you now, and where do you want to get to? Um, and how's being a coach or using OKRs going to help that? So really think about positioning that. Um, you're either on a, a, a burning platform or you're, you're positioning it in a way that's like something that's going to be absolutely amazing and really think about how you're positioning that that story if this is what you want to do with OKRs. I love it. Thank you both for joining me for this wonderful conversation. Listener, I'm talking to you. You can spend your time however you choose. And we are so thankful that you decided to choose to spend a little bit with us. If you want to find Roger, if you want to find Joanna, uh, There Be Giants is the place to, to Google search for. Uh, they're tremendously uh, great people and have been very uh, gracious with their time. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Cheers, Ryan. Thank you.